Greetings, people loved by God. Welcome to worship on this Reformation Sunday. Uh, Reformation is a special day in the church. It's a day that we rejoice and we celebrate and we thank God uh, for people like Martin Luther and the other reformers of the church. But most importantly, actually, we rejoice and we celebrate and we thank God that we are saved by faith in Jesus Christ, not by something that we do, not by human works, uh, but only by grace through what Jesus has done for us on the cross. We are redeemed by him and his blood, and because of that, we have a wonderful freedom in the gospel. We thank God for that today. For our friends worshiping online or on the radio, a reminder, you can go to our website, chapelofthecross.org, and there you will find the bulletin for this service under the resources tab. You will also find uh, off options for giving your offering to the Lord under the give tab. Uh, just a few announcements to share, uh, to share with you before we start our worship today. Uh, mix and fixins prepared by the Mary Martha Guild. Those are ready to pick up if you ordered them or to purchase. All proceeds uh, from those mix and fixins go toward ministry. So we thank the Mary Martha Guild and thank you for you, your support in your purchase of those, of those items. Uh, this Sunday marks the last Sunday that Carolyn Rusnick will be serving here at Chapel of the Cross. Carolyn will be installed next week at Concordia Lutheran Church in Kirkwood as their organist and choir director. Uh, so we certainly thank Carolyn today for her years of service playing and directing here at Chapel of the Cross, and we wish her God's great blessings as she continues to serve our Lord at Concordia. We will certainly miss you, Carolyn, and we wish you God's blessings. Uh, please join us on November 12th and 13th. That is a special day here at chapel, not in worship, but in maintenance. We're going to be painting a little bit downstairs. We'd like, to, we'd like to have some help painting a couple classrooms downstairs. We will gather from 9 to 4 on Saturday the 12th and from 1 to 4 on Sunday the 13th. Now, if you could come at any time, you don't have to stay there the whole time. You may if you'd like, but uh, you can come at any time during that time and help us paint. That would be wonderful. Um, sign up at the Welcome Center so we know how many to prepare for, how many to buy lunch for, and how many snacks to buy. So if you wouldn't mind signing up, that would be wonderful. Then on Tuesday, November 15th, from 2 to 4 p.m., and Thursday the 17th, from 6.30 to 8.30, there are two special grief share events called Surviving the Holidays. This is something we do each year here at Chapel of the Cross to offer support, uh, especially as perhaps you might be mourning the death of a loved one, especially during the holiday time. There's more information about that in the Chapel Weekly, and there's a sign-up sheet for that as well at the Welcome Center for those who would like to come. Our fall senior and homebound worship service and lunch will take place on Monday, the 21st of November. That is the, the Monday of Thanksgiving. Worship starts at 11 a.m., and then lunch follows down in the gym. Uh, as Whenever we have one of these services, I always remind everybody, it's especially for our homebound people and for our, our senior folks here at Chapel of the Cross, but it is not only for them. It's for anybody who would like to come and worship and have a nice lunch together. Uh, we do know, need to know, though, if you are coming. So if you wouldn't mind signing up, there's a bunch of sign-up sheets at the Welcome Center, but if you could sign up for that at the Welcome Center, we'd appreciate that. And if you can volunteer that day, that also would be appreciated. Uh, let the church office know that. More information about that, too, is in your chapel weekly. And you may have heard that our former director of Christian education, Dave Funky, suffered a stroke this past Monday evening. He is currently undergoing rehab as he seeks to recover from that stroke, and we will certainly be praying for Dave this morning in our prayer of the church, 
and I ask that you would keep Dave in, in your personal prayers uh, uh, today and then, and then uh, in the days ahead as, as he undergoes for some probably pretty intense therapy. Uh, we pray certainly for a full and complete recovery for Dave. One little service note to make you aware of. On page 12 in your bulletin, it says we're going to do a continuous communion table this morning. We're not going to do that. That somehow got in there by mistake. Uh, so we're going to do communion like we normally do it, uh, coming up to the altar. So, so you can disregard that paragraph there where it talks about continuous communion this morning. Our elder for this weekend is Jerry Bowen. Jerry is standing in the back there. He's going to greet you at the back door as you leave. Get to know Jerry as one of your elders here at chapel. God's blessings as we worship together. As we started last week, we will again stand up and share the peace of our Lord with one another, after which we will sing our entrance hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. We stand and share the peace of God with each other.
We make our beginning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. 
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit on your faithful people. Keep us steadfast in your grace and truth. Protect and deliver us in times of temptation. Defend us against all enemies and grant to your church your saving peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
The Old Testament reading is from the 14th chapter of Revelation. Then I saw another angel flying in midair, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. He said in a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our psalm of the day is Psalm 46, and we speak that responsively. God is our refuge and strength, never-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The epistle is from the third chapter of Romans. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. But now a righteousness from God, apart from law, has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Him as a sacrifice of atonement through the faith in His blood. He did this to demonstrate His justice, because in His forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time, so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Where, then, is boasting? It is excluded. On what principle? On that of observing the law? No, but on that of faith. For we maintain that a man is justified by faith 
apart from observing the law. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the Alleluia. Gospel according to St. John, the eighth chapter. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Lord. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated as we sing our hymn of the word.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for the sermon this morning as we celebrate the Reformation is uh, that gospel reading for today from the book of John, John chapter 8. I'd like to share just the couple, first couple verses with you once again. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends. What is the truth? Well, that's a good and appropriate question, isn't it? What is true? I think that's especially appropriate in the middle of a political season that we're in, right? I mean, we only have like a, about a week and a half or so to go until the midterm elections, and we've got stump speeches and debates and we've got political ads where at the, the end the candidate shows up and he says, I am so-and-so and I approve this message. But if, if you're anything like me, you've got to be asking the question when you hear the ads, when you see the debates, when you, you hear the stump speeches, well, is all of that what they're saying? Is it true? So it almost seems like the one thing that is sacrificed in the ads and in the speeches and in the debates and all the talk, so very often the thing that sacrifices is actually the truth. Well, certainly there's, there's elements of the truth in there, sometimes some, some half-truths there. But there seems like a whole lot more distortion of the truth and even some outright lies. That's, that's amazing to me, really. It's amazing to me how people gravitate toward the lies in place of the truth. And who knows why we do that. Maybe it's because that's kind of sensational. Maybe, maybe they do that because the lies kind of back up their preconceived notions that they already have. So it's, so it's easier to believe the lies then. So sometimes we struggle with the truth. What is the truth? Well, Jesus reminds us in his own words, doesn't he? Remember what he said? He says, I am the way and what? The truth and the life. In other words, what Jesus reminds us of is that he is the very definition of truth. And on the surface, I think that, that sounds pretty good. We don't have a whole lot of problems with that. But maybe if you think about that a little bit, I don't know. I, that can maybe make, make us feel a little uncomfortable actually. Maybe some of you remember that, that movie with Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson in it called A Few Good Men. And Jack Nicholson has that great, now, now famous line about the truth. Tom Cruise says, I want the truth. And Nicholson replies, you can't handle the truth. Remember that? How true that is. Not just with Cruise and Nicholson, but with us too. Why can't we handle the truth? Well, because so very often that truth hurts. Someone once said the truth does not change according to our ability to stomach it. Hmm. The truth is the truth, no matter what. And so we don't always like the truth because sometimes the truth hurts. For instance, the flashing lights show up in our rearview mirrors where pulled over by the county police, and then he comes to your door and he says, hey, guess what? You're going 60 and a 45. Well, it's the truth. Doesn't feel very good. 
especially when you get the fine, you got to pay it. Some truths you might, you, might, uh, you might expect after you get this series of, of medical tests. In fact, you might even expect the truth of some bad news. Now, doctors don't lie when they get those test results. And the truth about those results, boy, sometimes that truth hurts. Or the truth about inflation or the increased cost of gas or groceries or pretty much everything else. Well, for the most part, the stock market is going down and you, you kind of look at the bottom line on that statement you get in the mail for your 401k or for your IRA where it says total and you see that going down, that, that truth, that kind of hurts in our pocketbooks. But the real truth that hurts, actually, is when we open up the Word of God and we are reminded that we are sinful people. It says it in there all over the place. You heard it in the epistle reading today. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Paul says no one is righteous, not even one. And then we read that the wages of sin is death. And if you put all that together, we understand that we are sinners and the wages of sin is death, therefore we are going to die. And not just a physical death, but a spiritual death that lasts forever. That's the truth. The truth that without Christ is actually not life. Life without Christ is actually death. And that truth hurts. That's the truth that this world does not want to hear. Because it's easier to believe the lies, isn't it? Well, I'm a good person. I've done good things. So I'll be okay. But that's not how it works. Believing we can somehow gain salvation, somehow be open to heaven, somehow get eternal life by what we do, that is simply not true. The Bible is very clear about that. The truth is what the Reformation was really all about. The church in that day was ignoring parts of the truth of God's word. I mean, after all, the truth sometimes hurts. So they began to, to teach things and confess things not based on the truth of the word of God. And so the truth was being distorted and the truth was being ignored. And sometimes they were even trying to change things that were true. The reformer Martin Luther, he was a sinful man, just like you and me. And he spent a lot of time beating, a lot of time beating himself up about sin. Sometimes, quite literally, beating himself up about sin. He couldn't quite figure out how he could please God with his life. And, and because he was so in touch with that sinful condition of his, he had no hope really to please God at all. And so he didn't really have a whole lot of hope, even for salvation. The truth of the law of God's word, that hurt. But then Luther began to discover the whole truth of God's word, not just the truth of the law of God, but he began to, began to understand the truth of the gospel. He began to understand that we are not saved by what we do. We are not saved by how we live. The only thing that brings salvation to us is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. The fact that the Son of God's blood was shed for you and for me. 
It, it is Christ who reaches down into our lives and he pulls us up out of the depths of sin and death and washes us clean with his grace and forgiveness so that we might have life. He's the one who does it. He's the one who covers our sins. He's the one who gives us grace. He's the one who, who makes us holy, declares us holy before God the Father. It is Christ alone where we are saved. And so salvation is not found in our own strength. Salvation is not found in our own effort, in our own good works, but only in the name of Jesus Christ. Only through his strength, through his effort, through his work, that's the truth. And that truth does not bring pain. That truth brings joy. That truth does not produce suffering. That truth produces peace. That truth doesn't hurt. It heals. And so we, we hold on to that truth, that truth of the gospel that gives joy and peace and healing. But there are those days, are there not? Those days that, that challenge us. You know what I'm talking about. Those days when we maybe kind of wonder how this world can even stay in existence. There are those days when we even wonder sometimes about the truth of God's word huh? and what, what, what God is all about, who God is, what he is doing. There are those days when we face the lies and when we face the distortions that challenge us all the time as Christians, those days, those challenging days, it's like, like riding a roller coaster. Did you hear there's a new roller coaster opening up around here in Grafton just across the river? It's called the Aries Alpine Coaster, and, and they just, I think, opened it a couple weeks ago. But it's not your regular kind of roller coaster. I don't like regular roller coasters. I really don't. Uh, this is a ride that takes you down the bluff by gravity. And, and you actually can kind of control the speed that you go. So you can take this nice leisurely ride through the beautiful la landscape right by the river there. Now that's my kind of coaster, really. I'm not a big fan of the regular kind of roller coasters. I, I think the reason that we've got those kind of roller coasters is just to induce fear. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> And, and, you know, you get jostled around and you get tossed about and you get thrown for loops. No thanks. Now get, give me that nice leisurely trip through the forest and graft in any day of the week. For most roller coasters, I mean, you are at the mercy of the ride. There's nothing you can do about it. And, and I kind of think that's what life does with us. I mean, think about how often in our world and in our lives we are just jostled around and were tossed about, thrown for loops. There are those days that, that challenge us when, when truth is questioned, when it's ignored, when it's distorted. There are those days when it feels we're just, just on a roller coaster. Now when you're on a roller coaster, a real one, what do you know that you need? You need that seatbelt, that safety bar, Right? If you've been on a roller coaster, I'll bet there are times that you were just grabbing onto that safety bar for dear life as you're going around those loops. God's truth is that seatbelt, that safety bar. In the midst of this world that can just jostle us and toss us about, that throws us for loops, 
God's truth is that seatbelt, that safety bar on those days when we are challenged to live as disciples of Jesus Christ in this roller coaster world. You know, throughout history, people of faith have faced those days, those challenging days. People of faith face those days today. You face those days today. And in the midst of those days, we are called to stand firm in the faith and acknowledge our God. To grab on firmly to that safety bar, the truth of God's word, even as we are jostled and tossed and thrown for loops. And as Christians, we have, we have something that this roller coaster world absolutely needs. So we have the truth. We have the truth of God's word, the truth that everybody needs to know. The truth that if a person does not know Jesus Christ as their Savior, they are lost. They're lost for eternity. And that truth hurts. So we take the time to talk about the truth. We take the time to listen and to share and to love. Really, that's where the truth is most powerful. When you look somebody in the eye and you say, yeah, you are a sinner, but you are a forgiven sinner. Christ died for you. So you may be with him forever. It's such a simple, simple truth. But it is the truth. It's the truth of the gospel. And that's what we proclaim. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we confess together our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. You find that on page 8 in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and of all things visible and invisible and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord.
We stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. We praise you, O God, for preserving the truth of your holy word for us to hear, read, learn, and believe. And we thank you for creating and sustaining the church. Move your church throughout the world to hold fast to your truth and to proclaim the good news of salvation with boldness so that by your grace, the hearts and minds of people everywhere may continually be transformed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you, Lord, for Martin Luther and other reformers who risked their lives in order to proclaim your word of grace and whom you used to reveal again the truth of your word. Lord, keep us steadfast in your word. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, give us the grace to know that all good things come from you. Give us faith which enables us to rest confidently under your care. And give us trust that you will provide, even as we joyfully, generously give from our resources. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, you invite us to be still and know that you are God. In times of trouble, be our refuge and our strength, and help us to rest under your grace and protection. Lord, this morning we bring before you those affected by the tragedy in South Korea. We ask for your peace be given to those who are hurting, your comfort for those who mourn the loss of loved ones. Have them trust in you as their Lord and as their protector. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of the church, though you have been a husband to us, your bride, the church, has at times been unfaithful to you. For the sake of those souls for whom you died, bless the church at large, as well as Chapel of the Cross congregation. Where there is sin, forgive it. Where there is discord, grant peace. Where there is error, reform it. Where there is good resolution, confirm it. Equip the pastors, teachers, and other servants of the church with everything that they need to work efficiently and well. Keep them in us, firmly rooted in your word. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we give thanks for all the blessings that you have bestowed on this congregation, its members, and the church at large through the ministry of your servant, Carolyn Rusnick. As she departs from ministry at Chapel of the Cross, give by your Holy Spirit readiness and steadfastness in her new position of service at Concordia Lutheran Church. Support and strengthen her, that by your word, your church everywhere may continue to be built and increased. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We praise you, O God, for the gift of health and for the healthcare professions through which you serve those in need. Restore to health those who seek healing. Today, we especially place into your hands the needs of those who are hospitalized and all who are struggling against illness and infirmity, including Diane Hurst and Dave Funky. We ask that you place your healing hand upon them, Lord, and give them courage in their afflictions. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We praise you, O God, for the gift of marriage, especially as we remember and rejoice with Jacob and Megan Purcell as they celebrate their fourth wedding anniversary this week. Continue to bless and to care for these, your children, as they give thanks for your good gifts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. 
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, for the eternal gospel of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. On this day he overcame Satan, sin, and death, that we may be set free from our sin and know you by grace through faith in Christ alone. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
We stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. We pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have nourished our bodies and souls through your holy word and through the gift of your son's body and blood. Grant that we heed your gospel call to share throughout the world the message of him who alone sets us free. Through Jesus Christ, your son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Amen. We remain standing as we sing our closing hymn together, Built on the Rock, the church shall stand.